Good morning and welcome to episode 607 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, brought to you by the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindberg of Grantland. Hi, Ben. Hi. How are you? Okay. Great. Even as we speak, or even as people listen, Barry Zito might be throwing for a select group of teams. Select? He, uh... I don't he, know whether he, he selected them or whether okay. they selected them themselves. All right. You know, I'm, I'm in California, and um, our grocery store up in Northern California is Safeway. Have you heard of Safeway? Is that Sure, you know? yeah. We have that here. Okay, so do you know the Safeway house brand? Nope. I, I don't know if it still is, because... Uh, um, it might not be, but forever it was Safeway Select, uh-huh. um, which is kind of like this. It's like the it's the generic brand, and they just put the word Select on there as though it's exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like he handpicked the teams, and there just wasn't room for to accommodate all of the teams that wanted to see Barry Zito throw. Uh, he's not a. Oh, it's too bad he's not a minor league free agent. <laughs> it would is you, too bad. Would you take him? <laughs> I might. We're we're doing a minor league free agent draft today. Some people will recall that we did this last year. It was such a success <laughs> that we're doing it again. Um, I enjoyed it. It was actually probably my favorite of our uh, of our contests. That's right. It made you do one of your special squeaky laughs, as I recall. I enjoyed it also, just because it made meaningless news meaningful. Right. During the season, at various points, someone we drafted would show up and get a few plate appearances, and it was unreasonably exciting because we had drafted them. So our teams last year, which we took great care, uh, <laughs> thinking that we were going to, to, to run this run this game, uh, eight of yours didn't play, six of mine didn't play. The, the, te- the players you drafted last year you had high hopes for were Yameko Navarro? Yeah. He was he was at the top of the list. Fernando Martinez. Mm-hmm. Reed Brinia. He paid off for me. Ninety-one plate appearances. To refresh yeah. people's memories, the contest here is we are drafting six-year minor league free agents, people who've been stuck in some organization or multiple organizations for several years, and thus are free agents. And we are drafting players who we hope will play in the majors in 2015, and the person who has the players who get the most major league plate appearances or batters faced or plate appearances plus batters faced win this contest. Theoretically, we should be marginally more accurate this time, if only because last time we recorded in November, just when these free agents were announced. So most of them had not signed. We didn't know where they would sign or even if they would sign. Most of the guys that we'll be drafting today have homes already. Yeah, uh, I don't remember where I stopped. Travis Blackley, Alex Liddy, Jonathan Albaladejo, Corey Wade, Quinton Berry, Bill Bray, Mark Rogers. Quinton Berry, two plate appearances. And mine were Sean Camp, Matt Laporta, Aaron Laffey, Ben Francisco, Ross Wolf. I picked the wrong Wolf. Jonathan Sanchez, Ezekiel Carrera, Tommy Lane, Steve Tolleson. (laughs) <laughs> also two batters face <laughs> the best part of the game is that i got my set my second best steve tollison was as good as your second best player that's right because he he faced as many batters as a pitcher as quentin berry got as a hitter and so uh, and ed easily yeah steve tollison was a game changer he was a gold mine for you almost 200 plate appearances plus a pitching appearance ed easily my worst pick <laughs> Literally true. <sighs> that pun, I only went forward with it because it, it it is true on both levels, and that is the test of a good pun. Tied for fifth worst. <laughs> tied for sixth. Yeah, tied for fifth worst. Easily tied. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to do it again, and um, we've put in some real work into this. Ben forced me to record six hours late today. <laughs> At the normal time, not six hours early. See, the way this works is Baseball America puts out a giant list of minor league free agents. Matt Eddy does it at, at BA. So he put out this giant list in November, and there are hundreds of people on it, and Sam sends it to me and says, easy topic, just pick pick the 10 guys that you want from this list. 
And there are hundreds of guys on this list. I've heard of maybe half of them. Half of them, I've literally heard their names before and remember hearing their names. Of those half, I actually know something about, I don't know, a third of that half. So most of the players on this list I know absolutely nothing about. And the only information is what level they played at last year and what position they played. So nothing about stats, nothing about age. And most of these people are complete ciphers. So... And there are, uh, did you say there are like 400 of them? 450 <laughs> yeah. of them. So how is this? Uh, and the thing is, the thing is too, that you're going through, in my experience, you're going through and you see this name that you recognize and you sort of have some feeling about his skill set, his position. You remember him playing in the majors recently and you, you know his name well and you think, oh, that's a good one. He could definitely mm-hmm. catch on as a Reed Brignac this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you look him up. And um, let's say you're talking about Mitch Meyer, who is an example of a guy who I thought, oh, yeah, he's a good one. 20, 32 years old, double A <laughs> last year, hit 233, 303, 389. Yeah. And, uh, and you're like, is it, really the, is it really the case that Mitch Meyer has left my life that quickly? Because Mitch Meyer in 2012 played in the majors. I mean, Mitch, Mitch Meyer made... Uh, not less than $1.7 million in his career as recently as two years ago. So Mm -hmm. uh, you're sort of shocked to see how quickly a a Mitch Meyer dissolves. Mitch Meyer was on, you know, he was on national television. His autograph sold on eBay. You, you, you know, he was in a pack of baseball cards sandwiched between, you know, a Yoannis Cespedes rookie card and, uh, you know, Andy Pettit. And now he's just, he's 32 and in double A. They make like, well, he doesn't, but they make $800 a month in double A, man. Well, you've been on national television now and you're hosting a minor league free agent draft. I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> so that reminded me, by the way, uh, I got a package in the mail today. You don't know this. I'm getting it right now. Okay. Do you know this? You don't know that, anything about this. That, that you got a package? I is got it, a package in the mail today from... Is it your baseball prospectus annual? I, I got that too. I was going to oh, bring it up. But, I didn't. Uh, I got a package from uh, at Justin Jabs, who went to uh, Cubs, the Cubs convention. Mm. And uh, I, I'll just read it. To Sam and Ben, uh, I'm a little behind on listening and was playing episode 572 a few weeks back. Then I was at the Cubs convention and found this at the Cubs charities garage sale. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. It is a... Jeff Bellevue autographed postcard. <laughs> the, this is now the official souvenir, the official um, merchandise, the uh, official collector's item of Effectively Wild. A Jeff Bellevue, 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 Bellevue. Mentioned fresh, fresh from Japan. <laughs> he was mentioned on what? What episode? What <laughs> <One> episode of Effectively Wild when we? When we talked about the rosters for the Japan Exhibition Series over the winter. So that's all it takes to make someone a, an effectively wild recurring character now. I guess that takes two episodes and now he's there. Yeah, he'll be referenced um, <laughs> more than once going forward. All right, so I, um, I did get the annual today. And I, as we pick these guys today, we'll pick 10 each. We'll do it quickly. We won't, we won't take a lot of time doing it. And as we pick them, I will read the annual comment for them to uh, see what we said. Is it possible that having recently edited the annual is part of why you think this is so easy? I don't think it's so easy. Uh, ben is uh, saying it. I, I thought it was easy because I spent six minutes preparing. <laughs> ben thought it was hard because he spent four hours preparing. <laughs> but it is not because I thought it was easy. It is because I don't care. I like to put on a good show. You do. And it makes a big difference whether I pick a well-researched minor league free agent or a free agent that I just looked at and never never researched. People um, can tell. So how are we going to, uh, how are we going to uh, determine this? Who goes first? Well, you won last year. All right, I'll go so first. I, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> that's not how draft picks work. Uh, random number generator. Okay. All right. Uh, the nerdy one. solution. You be one, I be two. Okay. All right. It's one. Okay. 
All right. With the first pick in the 2015 minor league free agent draft, I take John Axford. Of course. I... (laughs) It, he doesn't. Qu- he doesn't fit the spirit of this at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is John Axford a minor league free agent? Like, I everyone. I I've been doing this a while, and I I have slowly picked up a, a fair amount of roster um, roster rules. You know, mm-hmm. rostering rules, and then something like this will come along, and I realize I like. How is John Axford a minor league free agent? John Axford's going to close. <laughs> <laughs> for Colorado. How is he and Mitch Meyer the same thing? <laughs> how how are he and a guy named Vladimir Franco? Vladimir? <laughs> how would you pronounce the B in Vladimir? Uh, <laughs> it's a B, huh? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably oh, I'm like calling it Vladimir. I'm just calling it Vladimir. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're all Vladimirs. All right. John Axford. Yeah. A recurring theme throughout this section sees the Pirates led by Ray Searage and special assistant Jim Benedict aiding forlorn pitchers. This strategy is forced by necessity rather than organizational choice. The Pirates can't afford pitchers with good stuff and results, so they gather worthy reclamation projects, those with talent who are anchored by fixable mechanical deficiencies, and help them fulfill their promise. I'm going to stop there because this is a long one. <laughs> okay. But. As for Axford, look for him to frustrate again before getting shipped mid-year to another NL Central club, the Reds, let's say, and continuing his divisional tour. Fine with me. That would work out. He can frustrate all season as as far as I'm concerned, as long as he keeps racking up batters faced. I mean, that's a... His name leaped off the page, John Axford. Oh my goodness, it's a ridiculous... (laughs) It was like a beacon of ability shining in this Bush League list. I don't know... I don't know if anyone can compare to him. He was such an obvious... That was like Bryce Harper or Steven Strasburg in their draft years. I was going to say it would be like if Mike Trout were available in your keeper league. Yeah. Right now. And, and like the second pick overall <laughs> is like Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yeah. So that tells you the caliber of this list. That John Exford is such a standout. But I am happy to have snagged him. And I look forward to 50 mediocre innings that could very well win this thing for me mm. all right i will take rodimus lees rodimus lees okay um and uh i don't uh, the thing about him who instantly not in the annual mm-hmm. so we're gonna skip that part of this one but don't you feel like there was a lot more attention paid to him because he signed like he was like the first free agent to sign or so this off season, and so everybody talked about him a lot more than if he had signed on like December thirty first. I, I don't really remember that phase of the winter. Oh, I just, you don't? I must have missed that day on Twitter. Oh, I heard a lot of talk about him. Hmm. So sell me on on him. Why 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 is he worthy of talk? Because uh, he's a starting pitcher on the Pirates. And did you just hear what I said about Ray Searage and special <laughs> assistant Jim Benedict? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, they signed him. They intend to give him a shot at the rotation. He's been in Korea for most of the last four years. And um, he's uh, he's back. He's 32 years old. And he's been pitching pretty well for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, seems primed for some some innings. I mean, I the, the thing about this game is that you'd... You're not looking for 600 plate appearances or 200 innings. You're looking mm-hmm. for you'll take 30 plate appearances sure. or nine innings, and uh, it seems almost inconceivable to me that he won't get three or four starts. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. You definitely want to bank just a few games, and I, there have been Carson Sisterly is uh, has an unhealthy fixation on minor league free agents. And he has written about them extensively. And his research has revealed that it's really, really rare to have a good minor league free agent, a productive minor league free agent. I think he found something like there are an average of three minor league free agents per season who produce half a win above replacement player. Mm, Wow. (laughs) So it's a really, really thin group. And we're not even we don't even care, though. Like replacement level is fine. We're okay with replacement level as long as the replacement actually occurs. So, all right, for my next pick, 
I'll take Joe Savory. Hmm. Joe Savory was on the A's. He was, I don't know, maybe kind of a victim of the stockpile of triple A type guys that the A's had last year. He pitched a few innings for them. He pitched a little bit in the three seasons before that with the Phillies. He pitched well in triple A last year, uh, 43 games with a 2.84 ERA, struck out some guys. And he's a lefty and the White Sox signed him. And that's enough for me. I think uh, listeners from last year might be able to fill me in on this, but I think that at the end for my last pick, I think I voiced him as a uh, as an alternate last pick for myself. Maybe <laughs> I, I can't remember. I feel like I remember that, but he's also not in the book. Uh huh. Well, Roto World says that he'll have a strong chance of cracking the White Sox bullpen on opening day. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a winner. Guy with a strong chance of cracking a, a bullpen is. According Very to solid. an anonymous comment on a website. All right. I will take Chris Volstad. Ah, I thought about it. And uh, do you want to know why? Well, I was thinking about taking him because I had heard of him. <laughs> because he had played <laughs> played in the majors for several seasons. But then I looked at his stats oh, from so the last bad. couple of years. They're oh. the worst stats I can imagine. <laughs> and, and he also... <laughs> He also went to to Korea mm-hmm. last year, and he had a 6.2 ERA with more walks than strikeouts. He struck out 3.3 batters per nine in Korea. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I took him? No, why? Ray Searage and special assistant Jim. <laughs> He's another guy the Pirates on. Oh, wow. All right. Chris Volstead. After a brief stint in Korea to start 2014, Chris Volstad returned to sign a major league, a minor league deal, only to sprain his elbow one month later. Back to forks for him. Oh God, I love that comment. <laughs> Me and Jason argued over this comment because uh, it's not clear what the joke is. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, so the joke, which it really assumes that you're going to go along with me in this story, mm-hmm. is that he went to Korea and spent the whole time learning how to use chopsticks and uh, he finally figured it out and then he sprained his elbow and now he can't use chopsticks so he has to use wow <laughs> that requires a lot of legwork yeah i think if it we hadn't already gone to like the pdf stage i think jason would have killed it but i like that one okay but, you know in korea they use uh, they use chopsticks in korea too so they're much more challenging to use than in, in a lot of other countries. So it is actually a very difficult thing to use Korean chopsticks. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take Davidson Romero. Okie doke. Tell me about it. I'm going to take him because he was number one on Carson Sestouli's list of the top minor league free agents by the steamer projection system in November, which ah. doesn't mean a whole lot, but... It maybe means something. Maybe a team is also looking at those predictions or reading Carson's work and thought maybe that gives him a leg up over some other minor league free agents. He projects to be an average major league player, which is unusual for a minor league free agent. And he was signed by the Pirates, another Pirates guy, although he's not a pitcher. He is a third baseman. And the Pirates have a third baseman. Josh Harrison is maybe a pretty good third baseman, although Pedro He's, Alvarez moved. So I don't know. They, they can find a place for Harrison if necessary. Yeah, right. He can move around. So maybe Romero makes makes a hole for himself somewhere. He hit, it's got a 907 fielding percentage last year. That's Alvarez-esque. <laughs> That's right. He did hit pretty well. Right. He, oh, he hit very well, yeah. Yeah, yeah very, which is why he projects so well. I guess he was at AAA, Rochester, had a 770 OPS. He hit even better in 2013. He's been been a pretty good hitter. He's 28. He, he's Davidson Romero. He's on my team. <laughs> yeah, not in the book. Oh, huge oversight. Recall it. Going to see if he's ever been in the book. 
put out an online supplement. And spell the name for the people, Ben. D-E-I-B-I-N-S-O-N, Romero. Yeah. All right. Good one. Book comments, 2009. Davidson Romero is a toolsy prospect with the arm for third and a quick bat at the plate, but trouble staying healthy has hampered his development. Never appeared in the book again. Mm. He's going to put the tools together in 2015. All right. Uh, my turn. I will go with uh, Raphael Betancourt. Okay. Don't feel like it needs much of an explanation. He's Raphael Betancourt. He's the best. Resigned by the Rockies? Was, is that uh, true? That's, I believe, the case. I think I saw that. Yeah, I think that happened like three days ago or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Raphael Betancourt, one of the oldest players to ever go un- to ever undergo Tommy John surgery. Raphael Betancourt pitched in rookie league just nine months after the operation, finished with striking out hitters half his age. He'll look to come back with the Rockies in 2015. Uh, I'm going to do a quick play index if I can. Oh, please. Because I believe that Raphael Betancourt, this is one of, I believe this is one of my favorite things about Raphael Betancourt. Uh, I'm going to go since. many. Yeah, I'm going to go since 1980. I'm going to go with career. I'm talking, I'm looking at pitchers' careers, and I'm going to say minimum, eh, I'll do 100 innings. And I believe that Raphael Betancourt has the highest ratio of intentional walks to walks of any player. So I'm setting it up. I'm going to say intentional walks. Just don't forget a factoid like that. You might, though, have slightly mangled it. And you might end up, it might be number three or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say intentional walks are 20% of walks. Let's see if that turns anybody up. Uh, That turns up... Uh, okay, so 20%. Yes, there are uh, something like 150 players that are at 20, including Lee Smith. So now I'm going to go to 30%. Can he possibly? He's not on this list. Okay, that's true. <laughs> this fact sucks. All right, never mind. <laughs> there, are, there are 19 pitchers who are at 20%, uh, at 30%, including Seth Manus mm-hmm. and... Dan Quisenberry, uh, and Kent Colve, but not Raphael Betancourt. <laughs> well, you probably right. like something about Raphael Betancourt. Dan Quisenberry and Seth Manis, by the way, Manis, by the way, are at 40%. They're the only two at 40%. This is only capturing the end of uh, Quisenberry's career. So Manis might actually be the all-time champ if I extended this. I'm not going to do that right now. You've waited long <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right, my next pick, I'm going to take Jonathan Herrera. Okay. And it's just a, just a safe pick. I mean, to the extent that any of these picks is safe, he has played in five straight seasons with actually fairly substantial playing time. He's gotten over 100 plate appearances in each of those seasons, over 200 in four of the five, and has hit poorly, um, but has played many positions. And he was signed by the Cubs. I don't know that the Cubs infield is probably crowded, but maybe some of those guys will slump and need more seasoning. And then Jonathan Herrera will ride to the rescue. Could happen. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Herrera. What is there to say about Jonathan Herrera that wasn't already said about Aaron Miles seven or eight years ago? He's a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, run-of-the-mill utility infielder who lost his job in Boston to Brock Holt's hair. Mm. Well, that's not promising. No, but Brock Holt doesn't. I mean, Brock Holt's hair can only play in one city at a time. Mm-hmm. All right. I will take, uh, I'll take Nick Noonan. Hmm. And Nick Noonan had a terrible year last year with the Giants in AAA, and you could argue that He's not a very good pick. Uh, but I'm going to take him because this was my one strategy that I had time to execute in six minutes. Uh, in November or so, Kylie McDaniel wrote a great piece at Fangraphs about minor league free agents and about the Yankees, how they were using that as a place to, uh, to flex their financial muscle. They were signing minor league free agents for more than the unwritten rules would dictate that you would. They were kind of... Uh, 
they were, I don't know, they were kind of breaking the collusion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not Kylie's words, mine, but um, they had spent, you know, they were getting uh, the the best minor league free agents. And um, so that's how they got, uh, 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 help me out, help me out with the name, the guy, the fellow they went, sent to San Diego. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Alex Rodriguez. No. (laughs) The other guy. No, it was, it was... (laughs) Jan Jervis Solarte. Yeah, yeah. Too many names in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, so Nick Noonan was one of their first signings, or one of their signings this offseason. So I'm just going to gamble on him being one of those. I'm just, I, I don't have any evidence that they spend a lot on him or anything like that, uh, but I'm just going to gamble that they did. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's an extra infielder in a... a team that needs extra infielders right i mean that's a mm-hmm. depth chart that could find room for a, you know a, a, a bad middle infielder it seems to me sure so i'm taking nick noonan very very poor last year i will admit mm-hmm. uh all right so um nick noonan's uh comment in the annual Outrighted on August 3rd, Nick Noonan will remain in extra infielder conversations thanks mainly to his left-handedness. Hmm. It's funny, as part of my hours of research earlier, I texted Kylie McDaniel looking... Oh my gosh, you are <laughs> me. ...looking for hot tips on expensive minor league free agents, and he had zero for me. Nothing. Unbelievable. Says he hasn't paid attention. Incredible, Ben. <laughs> So my hours of research yielded nothing. This reminds me of that thing Russell wrote when he wrote about whether left fielders and right fielders should switch positions based on the handedness of the batter. Mm-hmm. You know, He said, if there's one thing Americans can't abide, it's a guy who looks like he's trying too hard. <laughs> well, sorry, everyone. My Go turn? For it. Go my for turn. it. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't let you have all the pirates pitching reclamation projects so i'm taking one too clayton richard oh i I thought about him (laughs) man how bad was he though he's he was worse than volstad last year he didn't pitch last year did he i don't think he. there you go that's my (laughs) exactly the year before yeah clayton richard was hurt uh yeah right so in 2013 he had a 7.01 era (laughs) in 52 and two-thirds major league innings i'll take it probably yeah, probably, probably the ballparks to blame. <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> he was he in Petco, but maybe he pitched a lot on the road. I don't know. And then he he did pitch last year. Oh, uh, you're right. He pitched for the Diamondbacks, and he didn't pitch well, <laughs> not at Eight all. Strikeouts in 21 innings. Yeah. Huh. Well, better. He'll be better this year. Can't be worse. It's how? Are, why are we taking all the pirates? We're the people who don't believe in genius pitching coaches who can f- fix any problems why are we why are we buying into this in our minor league free agent draft well i don't believe in we're genius. that desperate no 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 i don't believe in genius pitching coaches i believe in genius special assistant jim benedict see it's a special assistant it's <laughs> okay. different i see clayton richard not in the book <laughs> justifiably so probably the best advertisement i can give for the book is <laughs> We will not pollute your mind with Clayton Richard. More Clayton Richard numbers. All right. My pick? Yeah. I'm going to take Caleb Gindle. Mm, thought about it. Uh, it's like 25, which is uh, very unusual for this group of players that we're drafting. Mm-hmm. And um, and very recently was pretty good. Um, you know, he was like he was the big breakout second half thing in um, – uh, in 2013, which was only a year earlier, and uh, has that has that gritty mentality that you just think there's there's probably guys all around the league who uh, want to have Caleb Gindle around, mm-hmm. um, and uh, has uh, has a skill. You know, he has a, a he has a sort of a platoonable skill. Uh, he's the kind of guy who seems like he um, would fit with another guy and be useful in what you might call like a platoon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caleb Gindle, uh, scouts once thought Caleb Gindle would righty mash his way to a permanent role in the big leagues, but he didn't even get a token September promotion after a lousy AAA campaign, and now he's in Canada. Oof. 
Yeah, that's that's the comment. So it's italicized. It is italicized. But I, the fact that it was notable that he didn't get a uh, September call up suggests that he will get a September call up this year. Mm, maybe. That's all I need. All right, my pick is kind of for similar reasons as your Nick Noonan pick. It is Jonathan Galvez. Okay. Also signed by the Yankees. Don't know. <laughs> don't know what the terms were. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you you took my one strategy. <laughs> yeah, and he's also an infielder, and also he plays some other things. Played some left, played some third, played some first. He's he's done it all in the minors. He's played short and second, and he is also quite young. He's 24. Mm. Jonathan Galva is 24 years old, and had an 803 OPS last season in AAA. El Paso in the PCL, but still has hit decently well. And he's young and he's going to a place where maybe there will be an opening somewhere in the lineup. So Jonathan Galvez. Okay. Uh, not in the book. Mm. All right. Um, well, uh, on, the, uh, on the theory that the best strategy is always whatever strategy you anticipate will disrupt your opponent's strategy. I'm going to assume that you're going to draft Pat Vendit, and I am therefore going to jump the queue and take Pat Vendit. Uh, seems like pro- probably won't pay off, but does seem like the kind of guy who, if he pitches, will probably get 45 innings. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I thought about taking him. I wasn't going to just because it's so predictable that you predicted it. And also because I'm already rooting for him, so I don't need another reason to root for him. Or I won't be any more excited, really, if he does get the call-up because he is on my minor league free agent team, whereas all these other guys, I have no other reason to root for. Yeah. I learned one thing doing the reliever league last year, and it is this. If a guy was a reliever in AAA, he will be in the majors this year. Uh-huh. They just, they all are. And he was. He pitched Virtually an entire year at AAA. Um, and uh, 56 innings there. You know, his usual pretty good things. Um, so it uh, seems, seems likely to me. Hmm. He was a reliever in AAA in 2012 also. Yeah. Didn't work yeah. out. Not for a full season. But... Not for a full season. Only 13 innings. Um, so what would you say? Are the odds better or worse than 50% that he makes? Are the chances better or worse than 50% that he makes? the majors this year finally worse really yeah i mean if i thought there was a better than even chance he would make the majors he'd be a top pick in this, <laughs> in this <laughs> he'd yeah. be off the board early okay but, yeah all right know. uh pat Vendit. all right pat Vendit is emmett burkowski in baseball's bricksburg his numbers in scranton were good not great but the A's snapped him up quickly and gave him an invitation to spring training. Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, this next pick, I'm going off the board. I think, legitimately, I think this is a minor league free agent who is not on this list of minor league free agents, but you can fact check me here. Cord Phelps. Cord Phelps was in the majors briefly last year, spent most of the season in the minors, has played six minor league seasons. He played for the Orioles briefly last year. He was with the Indians for a few seasons before that. And he signed recently with the Phillies. And I just kind of figure it can't be a bad thing if you're signing with the Phillies. Probably projected to be the worst team in baseball. They've traded some guys. They traded a shortstop. They... Might have some infield openings. He is a second baseman primarily. So maybe Utley gets hurt and suddenly there's an opening for Cord Phelps. Yeah, okay. Phelps. Has hit has hit pretty well. He hit, I don't know, 748 OPS in Norfolk last year. He's been he hit a little better than that in 2013 in AAA. He's he's a career eight twenty OPS hitter in AAA. And he is 28, just turned 28. What do you have on him? Anything? Nope, nothing. (laughs) Okay. Man does not exist in my world. Mm -hmm. 
All right, I'm going to uh, I'll I'll steal your Phillies idea, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Rene Garcia. Ah, uh. ah, you said ah. <laughs> yes, uh, this is an ah of appreciation. <laughs> All right, so Rene Garcia. This one's a tough one to 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 get behind because he was in Double A last year, mm. and so and he was terrible. He's a catcher. He was with the Astros uh, minor league system, um, and uh, he was in Double A last year. And he hit two forty four, two seventy nine, three fifty two. Uh, if we weren't in the seventh round of a minor league free agent draft, <laughs> I probably wouldn't take him. So it, in other formats, don't take him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the reason I took him uh, is because uh, we have uh, we have new framing data. Uh, mm. Harry and Dan Brooks and uh, Jonathan Judge right. have been, have been uh, working on this uh, uh, triumph of a piece mm-hmm. uh, about a uh, I don't know I, I don't think I'm giving away anything, but uh, about <laughs> if, if you can match them in the next day and a half before this runs. <laughs> By all means, go ahead. Uh, but <laughs> have a pretty good head start. So anyway, the new framing, new framing uh, methodology, very impressive, very yes, exciting. I've read it. I can't wait. And uh, one of the revelations of this is that Rene Garcia uh, is uh, ha- was uh, one of the best framers in the game last year in the minors. And um, you know, I, there's a lot of backup catchers, and they were all on my list. There were everybody who might conceivably be a backup catcher was on my list, and uh, Rene Garcia seemed as good as any other. So, so did you request? Did you do research? Did you request framing information on Rene Garcia? Nope. Saw his name on there. Recognized it. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm gonna take Scott Sizemore, who's been hanging around. Who was on my list? Yeah, he got into six games for the Yankees last year. He went five for 16. Not bad. He played in the minors and hit pretty well there, too. 300 plate appearances in Scranton, 762 OPS. He generally hits well. He has had some injury issues, but doesn't have any right now that I'm aware of. He was signed by the Marlins not long ago. Maybe D. Gordon will wash out. And Scott Sizemore will be summoned to the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, by far the most likely person on this list, other than John Axford, to play in an all-star game this year. <laughs> yeah. Not very likely, but more likely than most of the guys we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. he is good. He's yeah, he's a career 95 OPS plus for an infielder. like him a lot. He's the kind of guy that I... Uh, would probably not the kind of guy you'd draft in the first seven rounds of a minor league free agent draft, but maybe in one of your final few picks. Afraid you were gonna take Rene Garcia. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next time you tell your kid that he has to eat his broccoli before he can go play Pokemon, and he tells you life isn't fair, you walk him over to the computer, show him Scott Sizemore's career numbers, and choke back a sob you didn't even know was there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I will take Brandon Allen. Mm. Okay. And this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like Brandon Allen is always going to be around AAA mashing, and uh, it doesn't take much for that guy to get, you know, a 120-plate appearance uh, hot streak going in the majors or something like that. Uh to do the old Russell Brannion, as it were. Um, but uh, there's also really only one position for him to play, and uh, it's hard to get into a, into a game when you're only playing that one position, especially because the Mets, uh, who are the team that he is with, the last I checked, um, have a guy who plays that position. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not a great pick, but... I feel like uh, there's a decent chance that he'll get, you know, he'll get released in spring training, latch on with the Rays, uh, and and get into some games. Mm-hmm. I still like Brandon Allen. I still feel like he could out hit. I, I still, it's not useful. This is not a useful skill because he can't do any of the other things. But I still feel like there are okay. So there are on any given moment, uh, 400 active hitters in the majors, active position players. 
And I feel like at any given moment, he could out-hit 150 of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe more. That's just is, a feeling. He is the 250th greatest hitter in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not, not quite, but pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So what do I have? Two picks. Two picks. Uh, what do I want to do with those two picks? All right. I'll take Mike Baxter. Okay. I'm not really enthusiastic about Mike Baxter. <laughs> I don't really know why Mike Baxter keeps getting major league plate appearances, but he has for five straight seasons. Maybe that run is at an end. Maybe I'm buying high on Mike Baxter. He has recently turned 30 years old. Not a whole lot of positional flexibility. He's a corner outfielder, pinch hitter type. But he was recently signed by the Cubs. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the Cubs like Mike Baxter. If he's good enough for the Cubs, he's good enough for me. Maybe maybe they'll have a couple of their young guys struggle and they'll need to plug in a known veteran who always OPSs 800-something in AAA. That's Mike Baxter. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Baxter is in here. Mike Baxter was the only Dodgers position player to go hitless in 2014. He made the Australia trip and was quickly sent to AAA, but he is an RBI baseball 14. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Uh, okay. I am real quick uh, going to double check and make sure that this guy hasn't had Tommy John surgery in the last 40 minutes. <laughs> I will. Uh, he probably has. <laughs> <laughs> has he retired suspense is killing you um, unless he is retired I'm going to take oh he's throwing a bullpen <laughs> throwing a bullpen Monday for, for select teams <laughs> uh, for interested teams <laughs> oh he'll just take anyone <laughs> better better <laughs> adjective uh, I'm going to take um, David Ardsma oh okay alright <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have any, Good point. anything else to say. Yeah, you're. I'll allow it. You win this one. <laughs> All right. Any comment about David Artsman? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you know what I love, Ben? Mm. So I'm reading this tweet. Ken Rosenthal tweeted from David Artsman's agent, Jamie Murphy, and uh, and the replies. I love replies to guys who are breaking news. Because the replies, there are always at least half of them are, tell, can you tell me more? You know, like, <laughs> like, you're, like as though they've held something back and they will tell you if you ask. So this one is, what, you know, when is James Shields signing? <laughs> if this is a tweet about David Artsma, do you think Ken Rosenthal is sitting on the James Shields news while he tweets about David Artsma? <laughs> yeah. Probably a useful reminder. Oh, right. James I should. Agent, James Shields' agent is like calling him up to try to give him the scoop. And I should like, probably check on the most important free agent remaining. Good, so, good tip, Twitter guy. Yeah, sometimes it'll be like, uh, sometimes a guy will be traded and they, you know, for a player to be named later, and the replies are all, who's the player? <laughs> the amazing thing about Ken Rosenthal is that he answers. So many tweets like that. Does he? Yeah, he, you'd think he would be way too busy to be answering at tweets, but he does it all the time. Read the article. Is that what he replies? Read the article really angrily? Not really. Very courteous. A, that is a uh, joke that you don't get. Mm, yeah, I do. I think I do. You're, okay, you're, good. you're subtweeting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay, man, my last... My last pick. So many ways I could go with this. But I'll go with Buck Britton. <laughs> I like I like the name. Buck Britton. It's even even better if you read his full name, Buchanan Britton. It's the I think the second best name on the list after Jose Jose. Mm-hmm. Who's on the list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, that's Brad Ingram's uh, favorite. That was always yeah. his favorite name. Yeah, Buck Britton is the second best projected minor league free agent, according to Carson Sestoli. 
He is 28. He is an infielder, plays mostly third, and he hits pretty well. You can check out the numbers and you'll see. He hits fairly well. He was in Norfolk last year for most of last year at a 744 OPS. <laughs> That's pretty exciting by the time you get down to the 10th pick in a minor league free agent draft. He was signed by the Dodgers. I don't know if the Dodgers will have an opening for a third baseman. Maybe maybe Uribe will suddenly get old or something. Maybe he is a Andrew Friedman genius value pick. I don't know. I'm I'm picking Buck Britton. All right. Um, and uh, for my last pick, I will take, I don't know, Sam Demel. <laughs> well, no enthusiasm. No, I'll take, uh, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Sebastian Valle. In fact, mm. that's who I'm really going to take. Okay. Why? And I think, assuming this is the player that I, ah, doggone it. <laughs> Another pirate. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Probably no worse than any other pick we've made. Uh, Chris Valeka was an option mm-hmm. for me there. Tommy Hansen was an option for me there. Yeah. Steve Steve Johnson, longtime fan of Steve Johnson, was an option there. <laughs> I have it at one point. I just wrote Tigers relievers. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about taking Guillermo Quiroz. Yeah. He's generally good for a, a two-spot, <laughs> two-plate uh-huh. appearances. He's had two-plate appearances in three <laughs> seasons, <laughs> including two of the last three. It's good to get those two on the board. Uh... Thought about Chase, <laughs> Chase, thought about Ch- Chase Darno. <laughs> I thought about Chase Darno too. Under the it's hard to type though. Phillies infielder, Phillies infielder rationale. Thought uh-huh. about thought about Irving Falou. Did you think about uh, Blake Bevan? Yeah, I had actually Blake Bevan is on my list in twenty-one point font because he got pasted in much larger than all the other <laughs> names for some reason, and he's a Diamondbacks pitcher. So, yeah. oh yeah, so. Sebastian Valle, young catcher. That's why with uh, with the skills. This is uh, at 24. Sebastian Valle is hardly done. He has a good body and has demonstrated some raw power, but his prospect status has shown a strong negative correlation to the size of his high minors samples. Mm-hmm. Thought about Dean Anna, another mm-hmm. Sistuli favorite, who's mm-hmm. signed by the Cardinals. Thought about Jared Geddert. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about a lot of things. But Blake Lolly? Did you think about Blake Lolly? I didn't think about uh, Blake Lolly. Blake no. Lolly is. I, I have like four names left on my list. You've heard them all, but Blake mm-hmm. Lolly is one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. so that concludes our minor league free agent draft. And hopefully, our official statistician, John Chenier, will keep track of these guys again as he did last year. Post them in the Google Doc, which you can find linked from the Facebook group. And uh, you can track these guys as we go throughout the season to see whether any of them actually get played appearances. Feeling really good about the Jonathan Galvez pick because after I picked him, I noticed that a blog called Pinstripe Pundits listed him as the 66th best Yankees prospect. (laughs) (laughs) And we know how deep the Yankees system goes. So number 66 in the Yankees system. That's like number... 215 in the Cubs system. How deep does that prospect list go? 100. Wow. <laughs> Who is number 100? Giovanni Gallegos. Giovanni, spelled like uh, Soto or with an I? Spelled G-I-O-V-A-N-N-Y. Ah, yes. Okay. Wow. Does not... Do, uh, does not... His, his baseball reference page doesn't show up. <laughs> when you Google him. So he must be he must not be stateside yet. Give me number ninety nine. He's a pre hype sleeper. He number ninety nine, Jerry Seitz. S E I T Z. Yes. He has a baseball reference page. He does. Uh Jerry Seitz, catcher. Five ten, one eighty from Venezuela. Huh. Wow. She's also not stateside. But <laughs> good year. Good year last year. Jeez Louise. 
Jerry Sykes. That's only 99. Yeah. He's a, ca- he's a catcher. He had a 972 OPS <laughs> in a league that doesn't necessarily actually exist, but still. Yeah, you'd think that would be better than number 99 in the Yankee system. Threw out 40% of base runners, hmm. apparently. Jerry Sites, common name in Venezuela. Gets hit by a lot of pitches. Give me 98. <laughs> by the way, Jerry Sites. Yeah, you're right. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I saw that he was born in Santa Barbara, and I'm like, yep. And then it said Venezuela. We still nope. got a couple shows left before we start our team preview series. Are you sure you want to burn all these top 99 Yankees prospects <laughs> give now? I, give me 98. I want, to, I want to see what a 98th best prospect looks like in the States. David Palladino. Okay. Played for the Staten Island Staten Yankees. Staten Island, yeah. 21 years old, New York Penn League, 3.80 RA. Eh, that's boring. <laughs> well. Fifth rounder. Deep cuts. Oh, 6'8". 6'8". I would think that a guy, a pitcher who's 6'8", <laughs> could not possibly. This this list is not a good list. <laughs> Sites. I know this system pretty well. Sites should be around 45. <laughs> and Paladino, somewhere between 35 and 60. Yeah. Jonathan. 98 is absurd. You give me a 6'8 right-hander, and there's no way he's 98 in any system. What if he throws 82? Doesn't matter. Downhill plane. Yeah. Chris Young. <laughs> How hard Chris Young throw, Ben? Not very hard. Not very hard. Okay. All right. That's enough for today. As I mentioned, we will be returning to five shows a week starting next Monday, but we'll be back with your emails tomorrow. So send us some at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash effectively wild. Up to 2,300 listeners. Someone just posted the latest video of Sam on MLB Network. Sam loves it when you leave comments about how he looked on TV. So everyone go do that. And support our sponsor, the Baseball Reference Play Index, by going to baseballreference.com. Subscribing to the Play Index using the coupon code BP and getting the discounted price of $30 on a one-year subscription. We'll be back tomorrow.